Hey, it's Mathar here with a couple quick notes before the show. This special holiday edition of Dungeon Babies is uh, our gift to all of you for supporting the show and uh, giving us a chance to figure out what we're doing. There is no written adventure for this. Uh, We had a little bit too much on our plates, so we decided to forego publishing this adventure for now. You can, of course, find our other published adventures on our Patreon channel. That's patreon.com slash dungeonbabies. It's $3 a month. You can also follow us on social media. If you're looking for us on Instagram, it's at dungeonbbs, because I couldn't get at dungeonbabies, and that made me sad. But this is one of my absolute favorite sessions we've ever prepped. It's really funny and a big shout out to Shelly Quay. This was the first session that she helped produce. You won't hear her in this episode, but you will hear her handiwork. And uh, God, it came out so good. So enjoy this special holiday bonus. I hope you laugh as much as we did. And from all of us at Dungeon Babies, we hope you have a very sexy carandel. And we're back! Welcome to Dungeon Babies! Oh no. <laughs> this is my new podcasting voice, baby. I I didn't know we were doing new podcast voices. Oh, Should baby, I... you didn't get the memo, baby. I mean, I, I love your kind of Austin Powers situation you got going on. I feel on, like but... it's a little bit of Rip Taylor. <laughs> a little bit. I could do like a like dad rock radio station host, you know? Like, hey guys, welcome back to Dungeon Babies. I'll be your host. We're gonna have some uh, some Zeppelin for you coming up uh, on the twelve o'clock hour. Stay tuned for that. Also, don't forget to uh, uh, listen in on uh, on my show. You know me. I'm I'm Fart Barf uh, Johnson, and uh... <laughs> I can't Fart Barf. I can't. You have to stop you know, it's calling yourself that. Setting. It's always the most upsetting DJ names. You have to stop referring to yourself as Fart Barf. We've been over this a million times. You don't work here. You're the fucking janitor. (laughs) Well, you should stop leaving the studio open whenever you go. We don't. You have keys. (laughs) That's your problem. (laughs) We literally said last time you're to let yourself in. Wipe things down, sanitize it for the next guest. Uh, wipe them down good, and I wipe down the audience. That's right. You're not everybody. even actually You're recording ready for anything. Fart wipe down here at five <laughs> o'clock. You know the drill. Look, <laughs> it's clear none of the equipment is even on. You're talking to no one. Do you hear that audience? Uh, this guy thinks I'm talking to no one. Anyways, here's Xanadu. Okay, we're calling security. <laughs> Uh, janitor's actually security here. It's a tight budget. (laughs) He puts on a different hat. (laughs) (laughs) Changes the voice. Yeah, you rang. You got a problem with this guy? (laughs) Hey, buddy. Got to get out of here. What's the security guard's name again? (laughs) Farp Farp Johnson. (laughs) Oh, no, the security guard. Oh, my God. I didn't know I had a... Is this the session we're making? This is, today? We're, this is what we're doing today. Uh, it's got to be something equally upsetting, and I don't have that many things in me right now. So let's just move on. This, is, this bit has no legs. <laughs> oh, it's got legs, baby. Fart Barf is coming back. All right. So we got. Oh, uh, does does your new podcast voice have a name? I'm Rap, and I'm Fart Barf Johnson. <laughs> That's such a good name. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right, great episode, guys. I'm head out. Ooh, our our quickest one yet. <laughs> quickest one yet. Uh, just let me at least read the sponsors so that we can make some money before we have to shut everything <laughs> yeah. down. Oh my god! I don't think anyone wants Whoa. to sponsor after that. <clears throat> it might be better to leave them off this one. <laughs> for real this time. Ooh.
<laughs> oh shit, it's too early for this. <clears throat> See, Shelly, this is why we needed an adult on this show. <laughs> this is a far out game. Swords, poison, spells, battles, maiming, killing. It's all imagination. Is it? Welcome to Dungeon Babies, a show about the dangers of role-playing. I am your uh, rosy-cheeked, uh, red-bottomed, roguish Santa Claus, Mathar de Leon. I am, uh, of course, your ragged, too-small-for-him-pants, skinny lad out on the street, just asking for a copper for Christmas. Please, sir. Please, sir. Joshua Ramsey, sir. <laughs> That's me. And uh, yeah, of course, I will be opening the windows shortly and covering your entire body with snow. Uh, yeah, that's my kink, so let's do this. Uh, of course, this is uh, the show where we try to prep an adventure in one hour or less. And today, Josh, we are taking we're taking a turn. We are we are leaving spooky behind, and we're gonna move quickly into. The merriest of seasons. It is It is there already. I've seen it. The pumpkin spice has come. It is in full swing. And peppermint mochas are, are on their way. Everything in, in stores is getting minty, fresh. And uh, all the... All the hollies are decked. And whatever else, whatever the shit you're doing out there for your, for your holiday, I've seen it. The stores, they're frocked. <laughs> <laughs> it's all frocked, Mathar. It's all frocked. Yeah. Um, you say we're leaving spooky behind, but I worked retail in a mall for most of my young adult life, yeah. and uh, so this is the scariest time of year <laughs> for me. It brings pure dread. Yeah, horror. well, you've left those days behind, but they'll linger. They'll linger for a while. Oh yeah, it's it's like uh, it's like a relationship, right? It takes half as long as the relationship to get over it, and who it was a doozy of a relationship <laughs> me in that rough. mall. <laughs> yeah. I think this is a good time to call out some help that I had uh, from our new, uh, I don't want to call her, associate producer, Shelly Quay. You can't hear her, but she's uh, she's hanging out in the background making sure that we stay. We have an adult in the room now, so she makes sure that we stay on task. <laughs> if you see her just start counting, it's because we're about to be in trouble. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's not the start of the show. It's, it's, <laughs> no, oh it's shit, like, she's the two. Stop it. She's the two, Josh. Stop it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, Shelly helped me prep uh, a holiday-centric adventure, and it started off pretty light. Like, there were a lot of just really wonderful ideas. We worked on tables together, brainstormed different ideas that would make, like, what makes a holiday adventure really interesting or unique, or what are the tropes, yeah. and how can we, like, play with those and make them appropriate for a fantasy setting? That was Tim Allen, I assume. <laughs> oh, my God, there's so much Tim Allen. And Zachary uh, Ty Bryant, who's uh, now, I guess, oh, yeah. like, been arrested <laughs> <laughs> like, you know who hasn't it's it's a christmas movie rite of passage <laughs> it's true what they say you you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain i mean yeah it's uh 
Remember we had that that one nice nice rich guy that helped out uh, that, that kid lost in New York, and look where he is. So. Oh my god, <laughs> it's bad. It gets Got real bad. bad. <laughs> he, uh, but uh, what I was going to say is that despite my best efforts, I still made it kind of spooky. <laughs> so it's, it's a little dark. <laughs> it got a little Good. weird. <laughs> it's a perfect segue into the holiday season. Uh, a uh, seemingly uh, jolly festival of whatever's and a celebration of life and miracles on earth turns into a deadly encounter with some horrific uh, unseen force who knows what's going to happen right christmas is yeah. just as dangerous as any other time of year it's just more expensive i mean yeah it's if if i didn't fear for my life two or three times it's not christmas that's all i'm saying josh what's your favorite part about christmas who my favorite part about christmas my favorite is part about christmas let me tell you in song I didn't prepare a song. Uh, I like. That's a dirty oh, trick shit. to set me up. Like rough. I was like so ready for you to break out into song. It was really nasty. Christmas trick. time mm-hmm. means no. Yes. <laughs> Keep going. Hold on. I you guess... want me to get my ukulele? All right. So like, if we're getting real here, if we're like ha- having like actual discussions about our lives and things that make us happy, uh, my family will go up to because we live in Central California, where weather is just hot. And then it's kind of cold. Oh, yeah. And then it's hot again. We don't get like snow or rain or anything fun like that. So we'll drive up and we'll do like a snow day, usually on Christmas, mm-hmm. after like the Christmas beginning things. And usually that just means like we buy like really cheap bad sleds and then we like uh, like Christmas vacation it. And like my dad almost always gets hurt. It's great. That's probably my favorite part. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> What's the best injury your dad has ever had on Christmas? I have a picture. I'll send it to you later. It's just him like this last year. Um, like you can't see his head or his shoulders because he's just face planting so hard, <laughs> and then it's just his legs going straight up, and everything's bent the wrong way. It's good, it's really good. Oh my god! <laughs> we yeah. thought he was dead for a little because he just laid there and he wouldn't respond to us because it, it was his face hurt and also his pride. <laughs> so, <laughs> Whew! Yeah. Wow. That's part of Christmas. Other than that, you know, it's the uh, the um crushing stress of balancing like three different families you know <laughs> so that's a lot oh yeah and your yeah. family has some interesting <clears throat> ties some weird connections mm-hmm. so it's all great i'd say my favorite thing in general i think my favorite thing is when the weather starts changing like there's and that's not it's not one thing it's like when the weather starts to shift it gets a little cooler and suddenly you can drink a hot latte like in like outside and you're not sweating because the hot drinks always start coming into the mix before I'm ready to have them. Right. <laughs> it's still a little too warm outside, but then when that weather dips and there's like a crispness in the uh, crispness in the air and you've got a hot mug and I don't know where, you know, for whoever's listening, if your town has traditions, but our town has this tradition uh, called uh, Christmas Tree Lane. Christmas Tree Lane. And uh, so when it's cool enough to do that, like the walk night, that signifies the start of the holiday. And I think that sense of, okay, we're all legitimately, we've given up trying to resist uh, saying that the holidays have started, they've fully started, and everyone just decides to fuck it and lean into it. That's a really good time. Another good signifier that we're in the holidays is whenever you and your friends start making plans to go caroling and then never do. 
You oh, know? every year. Yeah, every, every year. year. Oh, yeah. we should go caroling this year. year. Oh, well, that's always the first Come thing on. I want to yeah. do. <laughs> and then everyone's you know like, so cool this year is like, you know, we've all been trapped indoors. We've all had to wear masks. We should go knock on strangers and just like uh, fucking blast them with our particles. You know, oh, dude, <laughs> we should get like a big group of people together and like if we could go... set up some fans behind <laughs> us to just really make sure it carries into their house. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we really. <laughs> Really, really just want to get as much of and you know what we should also do is just like strip down like almost naked so oh, that, yeah. like, mm-hmm. they can just smell the joy of Christmas emanating from our <laughs> bodies as we as we hurl particles toward their house <laughs> where the orifices just absolutely coat them you know <laughs> yeah don't hey, go caroling this year probably that's <laughs> yeah is that is that fair to say Probably don't you do that. Become a coveting, <laughs> unless unless you have like uh like one of those like plexiglass church drum shields, <laughs> and you set that up. You're like in the cul-de-sac <laughs> way away, and they can't hear you. It's just like they just hear like. <laughs> okay, I would I I would enjoy if um. You just see this like group of like. Like high school uh, bubbled like, carolers, like they're yeah. in those uh, giant zorbies or whatever you call them. They're all in their little bubbles, <laughs> and you can't hear it, but you can tell they're singing their heart out. And damn, if that's not jolly! <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> each of them has a little candle sticking out of either side, and that's the only thing you can see. I kind of love it. I might, I might do what? that. <laughs> I I'm sorry. Can you sing a little louder? Yeah. Someone collapses in one of the bubbles and passes out. Man. <laughs> He'll right. be fine. We'll just roll him to the next house. Just roll him to the next one. <laughs> so, yeah, that's 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 Christmas, right? I think, or holidays in general. We summed it up. Did we Perfect. miss anything? I don't think we missed a thing. Have you ever run anything festive or holiday-centric at your table? Um, I ran a Super Bowl party once. Does that count? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> okay, so we used to play on Sundays in one of my old campaigns. Yeah, and then like the people in it actually like like sports, and it was this a Super Bowl, and I was like, John, wanna... right? Yeah, it was. It was a uh, John who's been on this show and uh, a few other people, and they always have like a Super Bowl party and stuff. And I was like, well, I mean, the Super Bowl is not till later. And we usually play like Sunday mornings right at that time. Yeah. I was like, how about I come over and we just play anyways? And they were like, uh, I don't know if I want like a super serious session that day. I'm like, nah, I got it. And they were already like in a dungeon crawl. <laughs> and I just had them like kind of, uh, kind of fall into like, uh, like a gladiator pit like with a bunch of like goblins oh and God. stuff around and they're all like chanting and then you like hobgoblins came out like big old buff hobgoblins and they like line up and it was like a football match to the death <laughs> 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 like if you got the ball into like a pedestal on the opposite side then like there was like a rod in the middle of the like the court field thing and it would like lightning would shoot down and zap the other team for a bunch of damage and oh, you just kept yeah. going until the whole team died or you died and then yeah I made them play football in D and D on Super Bowl Sunday. So it was kind of so. like Space Jam, right? Like it was, yeah, like Space Jam. Yeah, session. no, it was cool because Michael Jordan showed up to the Super Bowl party. <laughs> he didn't play; he just watched. <laughs> he didn't have a character sheet ready. So yeah, no, he, <laughs> <laughs> we're like, sorry, bro, you know the rules. <laughs> Don't bring a sheet. 
don't no nobody ever lets michael come because he won't do character voices they're like no Fun fact, you can't michael- just be michael jordan every time but i'm the best character right. michael jordan actually voiced all of the looney tunes in the space jam you can look that up i'm pretty sure i'm right <laughs> Cool. Well, we're going to do something very festive today. And uh, so together we'll roll up a holiday-centric D&D one-shot right after a message from our sponsor. Dungeon Babies is brought to us this week by Tarigi and Law. Surprise, surprise. If you're seeking legal counsel or you're in a situation that you're not sure how to handle, Tarigi and Law might be the answer. Like any situation? Because I don't know how to handle a lot of things. <laughs> Oh, you're doing a character. I like it. Okay, so uh, what's this character called? Uh, this is probably uh, like a cousin of uh, Fartbarf Johnson. Cousin Fartbarf. <laughs> no, Johnson. It's the last name that cousins usually share. They don't usually share a first name. <laughs> uh, can I just call you Kojo for short? Kojo. Yeah, sure. Why not? All right, Kojo. Yeah, preferably not any situation. I mean, realistically, if you're just trying to like open a peanut butter jar or something like that like that is that is not the type of situation that you would take to an attorney noted no you know that right yeah okay now i do we're talking about legal situations uh you're gonna need a 30 minute consultation 30 minutes that's like an episode of cheers i don't know if i can spare that Really, you could probably watch Cheers while you're in the consultation, but... Holy shit, that's problem solving. All right, I love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Already, we're there. They need to assess your situation because not every attorney is the right professional for the job. So, you know, this is kind of a chance for you to feel it out and see if... He, if... he is or he is Does he have a law degree or not? That's what I'm looking for. Here. No, he definitely does. Okay. But, I mean, there's different attorneys for different things. And, uh, you know, the first step on the path to getting a little clarity is just talking to someone to see, like, you know whether you just need to fill out some forms or you need to, this is an actual uh, court issue. It's a lot of information that you might need. But the cool thing about Tariqing Law is that you don't have to deal with any doublespeak. There's no confusing language. You don't have any kind of upfront commitment. You're just 30 minutes while you're watching Cheers. That's good because a lot of language confuses me. <laughs> yeah, I kind of <laughs> had that feeling, Kojo, that, you know, language isn't your first. Like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> language isn't your first language. <laughs> Words are not your first language. Whenever I'm watching the news and they say a cold front's coming in, and then it's just over, but the cold back never happened. Why did the back not happen? There's the front, but I never see the back of it. Can you explain that to me? <laughs> That's because you always end up flipping the channel to cheers, right? So right, because, I mean, they know my name there. They know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the last ad we'll ever read. All right, we so. can move on. I just... <laughs> <laughs> <Or> just... <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's just 30 minutes with someone who wants to understand what you're going through help you get to the next step. So just stop sitting there with the uncertainty of when the cold back will come. Call Tarigian and get the advice you need today. It's easy to get started. Just visit tarigianlaw.com. That's T-O-R-I-G-I-A-N-L-A-W.com for people like Kojo who don't do words so good. And anyone else who is just typing this out as I am saying it, you're going to answer a few questions. Someone's going to follow up to schedule a consultation so that you can get the clarity you need to decide how you should proceed. Kojo, they're going to follow up via email, maybe by phone, right? You know how to use those two things? No, yeah, I got a phone. I'm not an idiot. I just, uh, ah. it's, my fingers are too thick, and I just, I can't quite get it. How thick are your fingers? Like, I mean, like, you ever seen the movie Mighty Joe Young? You know when he puts his gorilla hand up to the glass? It's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see how a smartphone might be an issue for you. Luckily, you Big can also issue. do this on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> if you have an old school, you know, wall phone, those work too. 
No matter the circumstances, we all deserve some peace of mind, even Kojo here. So once again, that's T-O-R-I-G-I-A-N-L-A-W.com. Tarigian Law, the advice you need, minus the bullshit. Oh man, no bullshitting? Where we're going to start today on this prep is following your lead from the last recording we did, I really loved the idea of a quote-unquote path (laughs) that you set out for me with kind of a cold open to set the scene, and then there were some interesting encounters that helped push things along. And so I kind of took the same approach because that was really fun. It gave me everything that I need. Like It wasn't nitty-gritty. It wasn't in the the fine, fine details it gave me everything that I needed to sort of build out a beat sheet for this story, you know, but I tried to dial it back just a little bit. So these will be pretty open ended. All right. So it really puts like you in the driver's seat in terms of how you want to take it. And it will influence the table that I have you roll next. Just be careful because it feels like we're getting dangerously close to a functional format for this show, which was not what not what we agreed upon. And I just deleted everything. <laughs> All right, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to roll it from... Uh, straight from the, the hip, baby. Yeah, we're going to shoot it from the hip. Uh, all right. I guess let's just jump straight into it. I'm going to have you grab a D6, and let's see, let's see what happens. That's a four. It's the night before something, and all through the keep, not a creature has even a moment for sleep. The decor must be hung and all the lamps lit, lest the steward of the manor throw a shit fit. The smell of spiced meat and sweet bread fill the air with hopes of new memories and stories to share. Yet something is brewing, the staff seem afraid. So they penned a brief letter and sent for some aid. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. So uh, should should I just keep rolling or should I fuck around with that a little bit? Well, let's talk about it. Okay, so this uh, couple key things here is that it sets it indoors, right? It's yes. set at a specific like building, right? The, mm-hmm. the keep or it could be a mansion of some kind and you decide what the building looks like. A castle, you know, for all intents and purposes is a great festive uh, setting. Uh, but everything is happening on these premises so far. That's where it's contained to unless, yeah. you know, you decide to take it elsewhere. So I'm picturing like a like a full on castle, but okay. like like a skeleton crew of a staff, like not as not actual skeletons. This is D and I feel like I should clarify. <laughs> it's too late. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only picturing skeleton crews. <laughs> it's it's nice because you always know where they are. <laughs> click, 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 you know? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, no and. <laughs> no, I'm only picturing skeletons like playing I ribs think it's cannons. I, yeah, I think no. it is. It's no, like it's spooky not skeletons. skeletons it's inside not skeletons. of a. <laughs> it's not skeletons, <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I think uh, it's like there's only like like four people, you know, and it's just like one like small family that lives there now. It used to be like a, a hustling bustling castle, but they still like they decorate, you know, for the kids. Okay. For the it's children. A, it's a big deal for them. Yeah, it is. So we're going to do a couple things. So I've got tables that sort of help 
create that path of that story, where things go, what the conflicts might be. But I also have some tables that will help you decide what this festival is that they're actually celebrating. But I thought we could do that after we kind of have the bones of sort of like, oh yeah, what happens, and then you could like you know fill that world with like an original holiday. That let's keep it rolling. Yeah. Okay. So we you've decided you're going to set in a castle skeleton, uh, like actual skeleton crew. Nope. Uh, bones. Not what all. I said. That's yeah, not what I said. They are working in small numbers. The family's there. So even though it is a small, did you say that like it is still very festive or still very like? like yeah, I, I like to. Them? I like to think there's like like the lord and the lady, and then like three kids, and like there's not like this whole like a bunch of people here anymore. Something spooky's afoot. I think you know in this situation because it's like they're afraid and they're like sending out for help because they need more help for like this night specifically. Um, but it's like they're mostly there to take care of the kids and like guide, the, you know, like make sure the kids are happy. So they awesome. like. So already your brain is starting to <clears throat> bring together these ideas of different NPCs that live there. Um, yeah. What's the castle kind of like look like? What's the. Um, well, like well furnished, well kept, but like half of it is like there's like sheets or like coverings thrown on everything because it's like it's not in full it's use. It's too big for these people. Exactly. So there's like there's like the main kind of the main area that's still like very very nice very well furnished and then there's like one wing that they kind of live in but then the rest of the castle is just kind of like closed down right and they um that makes sense because any visitors they don't want them to see the skeletons right away because imagine that'd be like a little scary right yeah to walk throw in them and off like, to be like oh my god whoa <laughs> oh my it's god, like these dancing skeletons. it's it's walking skeletons they're working dusting the skeleton crew still not a skeleton crew <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you're on a path, sir. If you wanted to, if you want to back this up at any point and and roll again on that first table, but I'm really excited because I got some excellent options. So this is going to kind of branch off a little bit. Um, Oh, I'm sad that you didn't roll one because I got some good stuff for that too. Oh, I'm just, I was, as I was writing all of this, I was so sad that That's I wasn't going to use it at all. Yeah. It sucks. Um, all right. So let's go to table. <clears throat> That's going to be table 2A. All right. This is going to be, I, I guess I'd call it like a catalyst, sort of like a, something that's going to set off the action. So we'll, we can figure out what happens in between these two. But this is, uh, this is a follow-up that's going to set things in motion. So go ahead and give me a D4. That is a two. Your party is awoken by a thundering crash that shakes them from their beds. Upon investigation, the residents are dismayed to find that their prized holiday centerpiece, a massive tree that has stood in the courtyard for generations, now decked in sparkling ornaments, has gone missing. Shelly's laughing right now. You can't hear her. She's like, she knows where we're going. <laughs> An equally massive hole where the front gates once stood reveal a set of peculiar footprints in the snow. All right. Well, that tree's got to be important. Like, beyond just the fact that it's festive, right? I mean, that's where my mind goes. But I don't want to... I'm, like, curious to see where these go before I start filling it out too much. I don't want to okay, step on the toesies. let's do it then. This this table I titled, The Best Things in Life are Tree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead and grab uh, roll that D4 again. All right. Did you want me to do that D4 or D after? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so that's a three. What? <laughs> All right. An ancient treant or blight, groggy from its many years of slumber, must deal with these tiny creatures that appear to worship <laughs> its kind. <laughs> so the 
tree literally got up and walked away. <laughs> well, what the fuck? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what we've established is that uh, the the party is summoned to the um, to this castle for holiday festivities. They they're brought there perhaps as some sort of. Uh, you know, defensive measures, additional security. I don't know. Maybe they were brought there for, for some other reason because they're related to whatever the case. They're there. They wake up in the morning to a big ruckus. It's the middle of the night, actually, and uh, there is a tree-sized hole and some very weird footprints leading off into the forest. And so I, I think that gives you enough to kind of like start figuring out yeah. what this world really looks like or what you think would make this more interesting. So I have, what are your thoughts? I have a big idea here. Um, big one, big old idea. Uh, so I really, I really held on to one thing in the, in the poem thing at the beginning that was make new memories. Yeah. I think, uh, this festival, this holiday mm -hmm. is based around a long, long, long time ago. Uh, this treant basically protected these people from some ancient evil here in this area. And after this happened, you know, he maybe like this ancient evil comes back every so many, like maybe hundred years. And okay. this treant wakes up every hundred years, but never with its memories. Ooh. So it, it doesn't know what's up, but only by like convincing this treant that like, hey, you're our ancestral guardian. You're supposed to make sure we make it through the night every hundred years. Will they survive? But like the it's been a hundred years so like not everybody believes it anymore like the noble lord and lady don't necessarily believe in this old legend sure, this is generations removed. this is just like a thing we tell the kids it's a, fable. it's a fable and but like maybe uh maybe one of like the one of the uh people who like help keep the castle she's like real old you know and she remembers the last time and she knows it's she real remembers. and she's the one who's sent out for help because she's like nobody's taking this shit seriously anymore they just think this is a fun thing we do for the kids but uh, i take this seriously and yeah they got to convince this treant to come back and make sure that uh this ancient evil doesn't escape okay so who are your key players you've got this old woman yeah i think we've got an old woman we've probably uh she's probably like like she she's the one who oversees the kids you know and she probably oversee the oversaw like the lord and the lady whenever they were kids she's like the nan right right and she's the one that the the reason the, the kids are super invested in this holiday is because she always tells them this story very vividly um i think we probably have like a cook um we probably have like a maid and then we probably have like a uh like a general like the like steward, handyman right? yeah like a steward yeah Oh, and a groundskeeper. Let's throw in a spooky groundskeeper, but... Okay. You want to roll for the groundskeeper? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. He's outside like all the time. Let's roll for some NPCs. Um, okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a D8. D8. Yeah, see, I do it too. I'm like, I can't, I can't not try and go spooky with things a little bit. So that's a one. All right, so this is an NPC. You can you can slot these in wherever you want. This one says a um, possibly a wood or a drow elf. 
that okay. uh, visits the town or the the manor regularly um, to either bring or get supplies for their toy shop. Uh, they worship the deity of this holiday and are disappointed that the holiday's true meaning has been lost. So uh, you could decide if that fits in anywhere in your ideas. Um, yeah, you can I know. I love one. that. Um, so that's less... I feel like that's less, uh, well, no, that could be like a groundskeeper. Like, like he, he works as the groundskeeper on like the weekends, but he's got his toy shop back in town. You can roll again. You could place that person somewhere else too, if you want. No, I kind of dig it because like if he worships this deity and he's the one who like maintains the plants all around the grounds, you know, okay. it, would, it would make a lot of sense. And, you know, he, he sells the toys to the, to the family for the kids and he's always kind of grumbling and like the, the, I don't know what the word D D style for like babysitter is. Au pair. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's a hard one. I, I don't. I don't know either. But like maybe they exchange kind of knowing nods whenever they somebody suspect. dismisses it, like dismisses the whole legend or anything like that. You know. Well, this is great because it provides a lot of context for uh, a lot of content, I should say, for the middle of your story, where like the players are nobody knows what happened, right? Like everyone right. they talk to first, nobody knows what happened. Maybe some people do know what's happening and they're kind of keeping it a little bit quiet, or they for some reason they don't necessarily want to talk about it because. Is this the tale that they were told when they were little and it's real and like they have information that you can glean that yeah. can lead? Yeah. And also I like the idea, and I don't want to like railroad you, but I like the idea that in if they don't get enough information, the party may go after this creature attempting to like slay it Fight and bring it, it yeah, back, exactly, right? Yeah, yeah, not realizing that it's actually, I hadn't even considered that it might be a protector. I was thinking, oh, this might be a main antagonist of the story. It's Which we might have to roll up a main antagonist, back. you know? So. Let's actually do that now. Why don't you give me a, a D8? A and uh, we'll see who your big bad is. I was like, is that a two or a seven? It was a four. <laughs> I'm blind. Did it roll right off the table or what? Nah, it's just the, it got, got in the shadow corner. The one we don't talk um, about. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't even say it. Do we need to cut? It? Do, it? Do we oh. need to call it? We'll, we'll pick this back up tomorrow. Oh my <laughs> god! A huge grumpy creature covered in shaggy green fur. The locals refer to it as the abdominal snow thing, owing, of course, to its scary swolpecks and formidable twelve pack abs. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. The abominable it's snow, like, it's the Grinch, and the abominable yeah. snowman, the abdominal, abdominal. the abdominal. I love it. The thing. abdominal snow thing, and he fucking hates this holiday because all the noise. Oh shit! All right, so we're gonna get That's a little it. darker with the abdominal snow thing, and he has a long slumber cycle, much like the tree. I think I'm going to make the noble family also wood elves. Okay. Um, it, the idea being that like the legend is like, you know, their ancient ancestry descends from trees actually. So like this treant is, is actually like their Mushu, you know, like yeah. this is their ancestral guardian, but he never remembers whenever he wakes up. Like it doesn't usually leave. Usually they like it woke up too early this year. They're usually there to like, you have to like, do these holiday traditions to it, like sing and, and no one knows holding exactly hands what around those are it. For. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's what brings his memories back or some shit. Some like jolly stuff you gotta do. Okay. So we don't need um, to use my table to create the holiday itself because you've done a good job of like but we I can mean, flesh it, like, out some side stuff of that holiday too if you, you know if you I actually was just tables. gonna say I have a table here. Um it's a D 
12. And these are our ways to celebrate that people celebrate the holiday. <laughs> so real quick, before we jump into that next table, I think the abdominal snow thing, it slumbers for 100 years. And then it comes down the mountain to feast on noble blood because that's usually the children of the nobles, right? Ooh, yeah. And it, it does it for the gains, right? Because that's where the protein is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And it wants to press this tree ant so hard. Like, that yeah, is what it exactly. wants to do. Like, it wants to fucking just uh, curl him one arm at a time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'll break you in half and uh, not, drag you up the mountain slope. It's just the broiest the Grinch in the world, right? <laughs> it's like if if they didn't get G- Jim Carrey and they accidentally cast John Cena. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So I want you to be thinking about whether or not this thing speaks, and if it does, what kind of voice it has, because it's going to be fun. Roll that D12 for me. D12. Oh, man. Big options on this one. That's a one. Okay, so it's a multi-day festival. It's not like a single evening type thing. It is like days, weeks, months long, perhaps. Uh, Go ahead and roll it again. Uh, 12. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) Hot cold. (laughs) It is... uh, it's also celebrated by uh, Mad Sexy Times. <laughs> oh, a, yeah, for it's sure. It's a very sexy holiday for some reason. Of course. Like, <laughs> I think at some point during the kind of twisting and changing of the lore of this holiday, people got it in their head back whenever they still knew and like talked about it. And like, it's still in the lore. Like Buff guys from the town probably dress up as the abdominable snow thing, right? <laughs> it's still in the lore, but like I think at some point, while well, people still kind of believed in it, but the lore was getting really twisted. They started being like, all right, well, if none of us know whose kids these are, they're all safe. (laughs) (laughs) So like each year we'll make all the kids (laughs) and we won't know which ones are nobles. Like there might be the ones that live there, but he wants the blood. So like where you live doesn't matter. (laughs) I see. So something they should not do got twisted into something that they do do. They started diluting all the. (laughs) We just like we all have open relationships. They're diluting the noble blood. (laughs) Right. And so like the whole like manor or like township or whatever it is the hamlet where this like castle sits is just uh they just they cross the streams every year and they just try to like spread as much seed as possible they think like if the if the noble blood is more diluted like the the abdominal snow thing won't like smell it you know oh god this is a weird (laughs) holiday let's roll it one more time let's see what else happens have you thought about like any holiday oh they're all weird as fuck no totally (laughs) this is pretty mellow actually (laughs) What am I, D12 again? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Five. Okay, so uh, it's also marked by, one, one traditional way is a quest of some kind. And mm. uh, so that could be an opportunity to just take something, you know, inside the adventure, like an adventure inside the adventure, like a mini thing that's like just playful, but has deeper meaning. Okay, so the quest is you're supposed to go out, someone, you know, uh, maybe the noble of the town or whatever it is, Yes. Someone important goes out every year and it's their job to make a wreath of these like very rare, they only bloom like this week flowers and bring it back. And that is the tree topper. And they didn't do that this year. And usually that tree topper will help like that tree and fucking stay where he's supposed to be whenever he wakes up. But obviously he hasn't woken up in a hundred years. People just kind of forgot to do it. 
and now he's out there and it's like now our our adventurers have got to find these flowers make the wreath and get it on an angry tree in its head so it remembers who it is that's hilarious that's so great so they're literally picking flowers while a tree ant is just uh, rampaging across the mountainside (laughs) exactly (laughs) and then whenever they get there they have to get it onto its head and not kill it Oh my God, that's so good. Um, yeah. All right, well, I think, uh, let's see, what else? We we probably, I mean, you have the setup. You can figure out the story hook of why they get there. That almost doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Right, you yeah. Well, I mean, it's as simple as, you know, if they're if they're already just an adventuring party, I mean, they're, they're just contacted by the au pair who's like, hey, nobody's taking it seriously this year. And I'm, I, my math might be off, but I'm pretty sure this is the year. This is the year. We need some muscle. So like yeah. she sends out like a stable boy with a note to just find adventurers. Right. They've you just know? been ignoring the signs and uh, yeah. it's come to pass. Uh, let's see. Uh, I guess the last thing to really roll might be, I guess you could roll up some more NPCs. Do you want to roll some uh, additional you know like, NPCs to, yeah. to put in the in the we mix? We gotta fill this town, right? Yeah, let's do it. So, um, go ahead and roll. I think what did I say earlier? A D eight. D eight. Seven. Yep, there is a in this little uh, township or or inside the castle lives an incredible chef responsible for the entire feast that they're supposed to uh, all enjoy together. I did say one of the one of the people that's still on at the castle is a cook. Right. So. And this is possible side quest territory, but they have lost their prize game meant to be the main course. And the twist is that they were impossible to understand. chicken. Yeah. So we got a Swedish chef. Got a Swedish chef, yeah. Roll it again. All right. Four. Okay. This might need a little bit of tweaking, but it says the mayor is up for re-election and struggling to keep everyone happy. And this celebration must go off without a hitch. You could twist that and say that it is, maybe that is the steward. Maybe the the nobility is more of a... Uh, I think we do have a symbolic. mayor. Yeah, the, the royalty is like... It's like British royalty. Like, they don't do anything. Exactly. You know, they're just royals. Yeah. They live in the castle still. But, like, the their, their power is, and, yeah. like, faded so much at this point. That's why no one's in the castle. That's why they only have, like, four servants. That's why, like, half the castle is closed off. Because it's, like, they're just, like, they're nobility still, I guess. But, like, doesn't really matter. But this is still their, their dope-ass castle. Um, right. They but have the dope-ass a... tree in the courtyard. Exactly, and people come up yeah. and celebrate that. But, like, the... Uh... But other than that, I mean, it's really a ceremonial position. Uh, the the Lord's the one who, like, puts the wreath on the tree in its head whenever he fucking remembers to, but he's probably real drunk this year. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, but there's a mayor that actually runs the township, and, like, this festival has to go well because there's a re-election coming up. And I think maybe the, uh, the Lord of the town is where we're getting into some devious plans. The Lord of the town is actually sick of not being important anymore so he's running so maybe deep down he knew it wasn't like he forgot he didn't put that on there so that the festival would go poorly the the mayor's been like hyping this festival is like reelect me because i'm gonna put on a perfect festival every year nothing can go wrong and he's like he wants to sabotage the festival this year because he doesn't really think like there's actually a scary monster that's gonna come eat his kids 
but he does think that the treant will wake up. So he doesn't put the wreath on the head. Okay, so you've got some sort of uh, devious. Yeah. Th- there's a plot hatched. I right? think there I think a- I'm going to pull it back just a little bit, change some stuff I did before. The treant doesn't wake up like every hundred years. It just doesn't wake up if you put the wreath on the head at the proper time. And that wreath also, like, that's a magical protection. If the treant slumbers another year, it's a magical protection from the abdominable snow thing. <laughs> but the treant woke up, and now the only thing that can stop the abdominable snow thing is getting that treant back on their side, and they got to get that. It's it's less of like a, this is like, yes, I will help you. And it's more like, all right, we got to get Godzilla back to get Mothra. I was just going to say, right? this totally <laughs> sounds like a battle between kaiju. So I think it's less that they have to get the wreath on its head so that it helps them, and more that they have to get it, they have to lure it back to the town so it will see and fight its mortal enemy, the rift-ass, abdominable snow thing. And then once it defeats that, because it's the only thing that can, because the abdominable snow thing, the green fur, it's actually moss. They're from the same root system, oh, right? Oh, shit. They're like two halves of a whole. They're two halves of a whole, and only the tree can beat the moss. And then as soon as it's done, to keep the town from getting wrecked, they got to get that wreath on its head so it goes back to its slumber. <laughs> this is a wild adventure. Oh, it always it's is, a baby. Kaiju, it's a kaiju battle <laughs> in, uh, a on a snowy mountainside. <laughs> yeah, it's a Christmas kaiju battle. Which is making me think the abdominable snow thing like is pretty large. <laughs> oh my god. Like this is just a massive ripped mossy mess. What is uh what's the name of this this festival, this holiday? Um ooh, I think let's see here. Um Corday. No, I'm not what do they call it? What do they always call it? Yeah, Corday. What do they always call it? Corday? <laughs> no, uh, let's see here. Um, I mean, I could I could just go like really like elegant with it, and it could be like the festival of moss and leaf, you know, mm. but I think we can go more fun. Also, based on what I rolled, I mean, this could just be it's just called fuck week. So <laughs> <laughs> Like it had, it used to be called the festival, and they like people still know, like it's the festival of moss and leaf, but everybody just calls it fuck week and celebrates. I also like because of the weird, like I don't know, deadly secrecy, weird, like ancient festival thing, and then the fact that there's also like a town wide orgy. I'm getting big midsummer vibes, so I assume like. Like the town orgy is not like fun. It's very like <laughs> you know, old lady standing in the corner, like <sighs> I don't know if you've seen Midsummer, but don't. Nope. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh my god! I was so excited for this sexy holiday, and now I can't fucking stand it. I want you to roll a d twenty. Like I don't me. want it to be a major thing that happens for a while. I just want our adventures to like walk into the wrong room at some point. <laughs> oh just see the weirdest shit and just have to back out slowly <laughs> you know? a d20 shit. you said <laughs> um actually give me do you have two d20s on you you can roll a d20 twice yeah roll it twice add them together 20 um th- this is just to inspire the name okay uh the word era 
era. That's your first little word. And you don't have to use that exactly, but let that inspire something. And then we'll roll it again, and then we'll smash those things together. We just put together a table of like possible things that could help like inspire the name. Roll it again and add All them right. together. Okay, 27. Interesting. It's uh, the word candle. All right. Perhaps there is a candle involved in the you ceremony. Wanna, um, era, candle, roll it once more. Let's see. We, I, I've never done something like this before, so I, was, I wasn't sure it would work. 30. Oh, okay. This one's perfect. Evergreen. All right. I think I'm going to make up a word using candle and era. Okay. The evergreen carandel is what it'll be called. And evergreen carandel. And that'll Carandle. be an elvish word. Loosely translates to uh, awakening and slumbering. Like it, it's kind of like hello and goodbye, like aloha, like it could mean either. I thought of something too. You could also say that it translates to like the crowning of the evergreen. Oh yeah, Carandel, and it's the crowning of the evergreen. That's perfect. Done. Why do I even come up with shit? I'll go away. Hey, we work. We work as a team, baby. <laughs> yeah, we do, don't we? We work pretty good. <laughs> Was that Fart Barf's voice? I feel like it's yeah. Oh, Fart Barf's back. You brought back your guy. I brought back my hey, guy. Fart Barf. Hey, uh, who told you that we were in Studio B? I thought we put it on the calendar. We reschedule it so that you wouldn't. Well, I can't show read, up. so I just clean when I clean. <laughs> <laughs> all right how do you feel you got enough or you need dude more? yeah all right so let's let's do a recap we got an old old pair who believes heavily in the legends but uh the town sense is kind of like it's just a fun thing i don't know how long it's been because i kind of scrapped the the time cycle thing i don't know how long it's been since the showdown between the abdominable snow thing and the the Lord's Evergreen. Generations. It's been long enough. It's that been long enough since the last time that happened. But it's still a party that people have. It's still a festival. It's still a celebration. This year, the mayor's up for re-election, and the Lord of the Castle uh, wants to reestablish power in this town, since they're really more of just a ceremonial family. But mm-hmm. the town's moved on to more of like a democratic setup, so he's running. Um, now the mayor has been promising a perfect festival and the Lord having kind of inside knowledge of this history, because you know, he's a noble decides not to crown the evergreen at the beginning of the week. I'm just, I'm sorry. I have to interrupt because you're good. When I think about the, the perfect festival, I've, I got the, <laughs> I was thinking about midsummer and like the woman <laughs> on the street corner. And I'm just like, is that? Good, like, is that, <laughs> <Just saying. is> that, <laughs> oh, we're getting this. Oh good. my god, it's like it'll go perfectly. Everybody's getting fucked at least twice. <laughs> I like the idea that, like, I'm not gonna just tell the players that that's something that's happening. They're just gonna get like people aggressively coming on to them, and they're not gonna understand. Like, there's gonna be like a neither party understands. Oh, like, one party's shit. like, "Why do you think it's just okay to do this to me right now?" And the other party's like. Why aren't you, what, like, this is, don't you know it's Buckley? <laughs> it's, it's Carandel. <laughs> it's Carandel. <laughs> and they'll just keep saying that, like, what? It's Carandel. <laughs> yeah, and then they walk away. Carandel oh, <laughs> to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right now? Okay. <laughs> Okay, I think we need to wrap 
happened up there? The, okay. I don't think we need to go. All right, so we got a big tree. We got a sleazy lord. We got some kids. We got an old lady. We got a buff-ass Grinch. And a whole <laughs> and lot a of And a whole sexy. lot of swingers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and oh, I God. think, uh, you know, our party gets invited to have a little extra muscle whenever something goes wrong and the tree goes missing because the tree's actually a treant and then they come and then they have to get the treant to come fight the buff guy oh my the God. end <laughs> and then the tree comes back after the battle after the the big yeah. kaiju battle that well, somehow I think the, the kaiju, players are involved in the kaiju battle is going to take place in the courtyard of the castle as the oh, abdominable wrecked i love as it. the abdominable snow thing wants to wants to get those high protein royal kids in his you know his system so that he can really start it's like a pre-workout it's like uh, Gaston with like the 12 dozen yeah, eggs or whatever. Exactly. Like, he's got to eat those kids now that he's awake. He woke up, he's got to eat those kids. Kids are super high in protein, dude. Like, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude, I just imagine the tree coming back to like the town after uh, looking for the crown, right? And well, then. Well, uh, so, yeah, I think, uh, I think like our players have to go out there and make the crown and then find the tree who's just on a rampage and then like use themselves as bait to lure it back to the town right. so that it can kill the abdominable snowman and then they I gotta get that wreath back on its head so it goes to sleep before it keeps wrecking. It's very, very sexy. The idea of like the the tree ant putting its head back into the crown, the flower crown. Yeah. <laughs> Penetrating the flower crown. And, so, <laughs> and so people are just like, like banging you know, <laughs> around it. And that's how the session ends. It's like, and I that's like, where we're going to end it. Crandall like, to all. I don't even think I'm going to have our... It's got to be the the Lord that puts it on and he's going to realize he fucked up. So like now he's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to make this right. So like, I think our party will just watch in horror <laughs> as this tree kneels down and everybody's fucking and the Lord's like, ah, 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 like butt ass naked. <laughs> and then a flash of and then a flash of light. The tree it becomes a tree again. Oh and everybody God. just stops and gets up, and they're like, "Good Crandall." <laughs> they just go back to their lives. Crandall to all, and to all, all and good Crandall. <laughs> oh, that's gonna do it, uh, Josh. Where can they find you? Somewhere, uh, Instagram usually, uh, anywhere social media really. Josh is the worst, but worst is spelled with a U like a sausage. You can find me at Mathar De Leon, and you can find both of us at Catacomb Party. And if you want to hear us play D&D for real, you can search Favorite Terrain on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, at some point in this story, did we hit a point at which you thought you might need some wisdom? Oh, of course, yeah, no. What would you use this wisdom for? You know, I think... I think like all major holidays, there's like a verse or something that is consistently, you know, part of the decorations. It's a saying. It's part of the the celebrations. It's uh, sung. It's sung. Yes. I need the song of the holiday. I haven't read these either. <laughs> Shelly put these together, so I have no idea if it's going to work. That's a five. Give me the song of the holiday and I'll turn it into a song. It'll happen. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Sage Cube says, let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. No, it is <laughs> just singing that one. They're all <laughs> while they're all carandling. Just... Yes, <laughs> there's like a yeah. 
the elderly who are no longer because I mean the whole point of the Karandaling is to make kids so like if you're no longer fertile you stand around the Karandaling and you sing this song <laughs> while everyone's Karandaling <laughs> while in the everyone's background Karandaling and the noble <laughs> crowns the tree and, and our party watches on in horror this is so much more unsettling and terrifying than the horror session we made <laughs> <laughs> oh god I love it <laughs> I've been Dungeon. I've been Baby. Hey, it's all imagination. Is it? Is it?